went to the mall and like finally they had thick girls and I was like yes this yeah, is what it's about pictures. like I would walk around and be like okay this is cool this is, they're getting somewhere with this beauty has been around for a long time once visual and virtual media came along we would only see the Eurocentric ideal of beauty which would be fair skin straight hairs and small noses things like that I wanted to know why that was I asked Besso and Tiggy, who are both graduates of South High, what they thought when they saw people who represented them in media, and they said that it brought them confidence and excitement. So just seeing people of color and people who have like not straight hair but curly hair, you know that natural look, I that kind of motivated me to feel more confident in myself. What is beauty and why do you care so much about it? Thinking back to when I was younger, I would see people in media who never looked like me. And over time, I began to wonder if this had a similar impact on others as it did to me. To figure this out, I interviewed four other women of color to see if they had a similar experience to me. Started with a PhD student at the University of Minnesota. My name is Sarah Sweetie-Angelis. I am a third-year PhD student in the Gender, Women, Sexuality Studies Department at the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities campus. My project looks at how beauty um, in visual media, like magazines and things like that, were racialized. What have you noticed about certain beauty standards in Egypt and how they vary from ones in Western civilizations? You saw in Egyptian media was this valorization of whiteness, this um, attempt to look as white and fair as possible, even though, um, and I mean, and that was reflected in like makeup ads and like lightning creams and things like that and also having like British looking models um, as the cover uh, of these magazines and so it reflected a very small portion of population. You didn't see people looking like that in Egypt generally but that's what you know they had in magazines and, and such. While that was happening because Egypt was colonizing the Sudan um, you know with a country with mainly black population they also used these visual um, forms of media to ridicule certain features that are like Africanized, you know, and they really car caricaturized that in a very demeaning way. And so there was this obvious like message, you know, if you're flipping through a magazine, you, you see these fair models, you know, looking very beautiful and glamorous. And then they also had like political cartoons that poked fun at the African in the, in the picture. Who do you think creates this ideal woman? To the majority of places on earth, the white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes is the pinnacle of beauty. Even if slavery has been abolished, even though these, you know, these nations have, you know, reached independence, they're no longer colonized, these ideas have continued to to exist for a very long time and throughout generations white skin has been seen as you know what is what is beautiful as someone who's done research on this topic why do you think that the media has been showing this eurocentric idea of beauty of women of color for so long i think for so long these corporations like were unchecked people didn't you know for a company like fair and lovely for example to exist for so long and for you know, growing up, I, you know, I spent some time living in Egypt and Fair and Lovely was everywhere. And it was just kind of another, like, it's like Duff Soap, Fair and Lovely, you know, 
just like a, another you know product and it was just normal and you know i look back on that and i'm like that's really really bizarre because that was like maybe maybe 15 years ago um that's not too long ago and so i think companies have only recently got you know been called out and now realize like oh they're scrambling to to find a way to you know talk about diversity because now it's like the new buzzword it's very disingenuous why do people care so much about being seen as beautiful in the eyes of the eurocentric idea of beauty if you are beautiful and whatever and, and that means different things depending on where you live and where you're at but you if you are beautiful you get access to things that um others don't you are treated better when you are beautiful and there's a way to get that done whether that's cosmetically or um by taking some more extreme measures the people will do it thank you so much sarah for sharing your knowledge about the history of beauty standards in egypt culture and in their magazines the next person we're going to hear from is metis Together we talked about the effects of having natural hair and how that not being represented in media can be harmful as you're growing up. My name is Métis. One of the things that I see the most is, well, not now, but especially when I was younger, was like girls with like perms or like girls with like really straight hair or like relaxers and basically just not natural, I guess, in a way. And it's like, I support you straightening your hair or not straightening your hair just like do what you want but i feel like if you've never had the choice in the first place then it's kind of like it affects like young girls in a way where it's like they think they have to growing up seeing as how we are gen z and we had a lot of tv and digital media in our lives as we were growing up why don't you think that corporations are more focused on putting out accurate people of color in their media those things in general it's just there's a history in this country of not really paying attention to like women of color or just black women in general so i think that's one reason um and i don't think i think media should do a better job of paying attention to what that demographic wants to see or should be seeing and what when i say that demographic i'm talking about one of women of color or children of color growing up how would you think it would have helped you and empowered you if you had had someone who had looked like you and had represented you in some way in the media or in real life. I think a lot of things would have been easier. For example, like I wouldn't not like nag my mom about straightening my hair every day and I would just be able to like focus more on school and just focus more on just being me instead of like being so self-conscious about what my hair looks like all the time. Um, Cause it's difficult. Like. And let's just be honest, like having this kind of hair or, or just like women of color, our kind of hair, it's not easy. Like you have to, there's a lot of more, there's more things that go into it uh, for taking care of it than there is taking care of like a girl with like a Caucasian woman or a Caucasian girl in her, her hair. So I think that itself made me self-conscious that I had to do all of that to just keep my hair okay. There's this deep-seated feeling that kinky hair and curly hair just isn't pretty and I know that I don't think that now but growing up when that's all I saw was people with straight hair that's definitely what I perceived and 
if you just go through this phase of like, well, now I have to straighten my hair so that I can be seen as beautiful. And then once you do it, then your hair starts to fall out and then you have to cut your hair and then you're all back to feeling ugly again. And it makes you think, why did I do this in the first place? I saw these role models on TV like Tyra Banks and Beyonce and all they ever had was straight hair and everyone thinks they're pretty and so then it just makes you think how all of it could have been avoided. I feel like we see all these white women in the media portrayed as like strong women or portrayed as like super women and just like considering all the things black women have been through through history and still have to go through today we're just like we we are natural superwomen you know that's just my opinion and i'm like yeah it's a lot having to consider going through discrimination from both sides having through having to go through um you know being discriminated for something you can't change thank you so much for sharing your truth about growing up and having natural hair this process of diving deep into beauty has taught me that even though beauty may be subjective for right now the ideal of beauty that's being perpetrated in the media and is being shown to kids growing up and the generational drama that's passed down from adults of being told that they're not beautiful because of whatever feature they have or whatever hair texture they have can be really harmful. And I think that with the new generation coming up and them being able to feel comfortable with expressing themselves will get us ahead and make people feel liberated in the long run and liberated enough to feel beautiful and act on that beauty. The Eurocentric ideal of beauty has tainted our schools and jobs and people's homes, but it doesn't have to. And my biggest takeaway is that people are willing to reach out and make you feel beautiful if you let them. And it all starts with the things that we show on TV and especially to little kids. Because at the core, the things you see when you're little carry on with you for a really long time. And as you grow older, you're probably not going to need to see people who look like you in media as role models or just to see yourself for some form of validation. But if you saw that image growing up, in the long term, it could be so much less painful of a process to try and fit in listening to this audio story by Zoraya Fabumi. You can hear other stories like this on Listen Up Youth Radio. Also, tune in to Wisdom Weather every second Friday of the month on Listen Up Youth Radio and KRSM 103.5.